0: to Collision Cast, the official podcast of Fender Bender Magazine, helping collision repair shop owners make money, save money, and work smarter. I'm Todd Kortemeyer, editor of Fender Bender, and in today's episode, we welcome back Chris Memoni and follow up on our last episode covering final inspection checklists with how to give customers a dynamite delivery. Chris will not only be covering every step that's vital in a delivery, but also why having a thorough delivery process is so important for every customer. For even more from Chris, you can find him on LinkedIn, on his website, ChrisMamoni.com, as well as in previous episodes of Collision Cast found on fenderbender.com. And now, here's our conversation. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this latest edition of Collision Cast. I'm Fenderbender editor Todd Quartermire, and I'm joined today by Chris Memoni, who hopefully you uh, know from previous episodes. We've been uh, lucky enough to have Chris uh, sharing his expertise with us for the last. Several episodes. Uh, We've been discussing inspection checklists over the last couple episodes. We talked about final inspection um, in the last one. And this time we're talking about delivery. Um, Chris, could you talk a little bit about why the final delivery to the customer is so important?
1: Yes, Todd. Thank you very much for having me on the call. And um, ladies and gentlemen, the reason why it's so important to have a final delivery um, process in place because 90% of most body shops only will go through the estimate and the repairs with the customer and they won't really go that full extra mile with, with them to create that lasting impression, create that sense of calm, calmness for them, sense of trust, all these different things that will make them want to be a customer for life. And that's why a delivery process is so important to have um, in, in your organization.
0: So do you want to jump in with how you developed your process or how owners can develop their process? Or do you want to start with you know, maybe what your process looks like?
1: Um, I'd like to begin you know where the process, uh, the lineage of how it started. Um, Marco Memoni, my dad, and Lillian uh, started the process. My dad started the company in 1974, and the process started probably in the early 80s, and it just you know developed over time to what it was uh, when we sold in 2014, and it was known as the Wow Effect. Because customers were simply wowed by how in depth we went through with uh, going through the method of repair with them. What we did extra that they can recollect other collision centers did not do with them prior. You know, all these different things um, created uh, the all seven locations that we had had an average CSI score of 98 to a hundred percent. And the delivery process was a big part of that.
0: And so how did you then, what, I guess, what guidelines would you give for owners when they're thinking about how they wanna present a final delivery?
1: In today's economy, you know, I know it's a lot of people run lean with employees versus, you know, during the Marco days, especially at San Gabriel where I worked, we had four detailers. We had, you know, two people that ran were in each department. So we had the personnel to literally create an extreme wow effect. Um, but at our smaller locations, they ran lean but still it was still a wow effect for them. The delivery process can be done just with the advisor and the customer or the general manager or the customer or the production manager and the customer. Or you can have a detailer join as well. But the biggest thing is it can only, it it can be done just with you and the customer. And I think that's very important for many shop owners to realize that you know this lasting impression can be done very simply just with two people.
0: So do, do you feel that it's important the I guess who do you feel is, is should do should be doing the final delivery in most cases does it is there a position at the shop that um, should be doing it or do you think that that's a case-by-case basis?
1: I strongly feel the advisor, the one that has the most interaction with the customer should be the one to do the final delivery with that individual uh, because they handled them at the beginning of the repair and they all through the method of repair and at the final end, the the customer and the advisor interacted throughout and that's who the customer is gonna wanna speak to for questions who they're gonna remember for a possible um, referral and a uh, a good return.
0: So could you talk us through about how a delivery normally goes?
1: Yes, sir. The delivery process can be done with strictly the customer and the advisor, or it can be done with multiple teammates that you may have available and the customer involved. What you will do is you're gonna explain what you guys did to the car in detail and then you're going to tell them i'm now going to show you all the electrical and go through the car thorough with you a lot of times customers um, you know will be surprised by that and what i used to always tell them is i want to make sure that when you leave you're 100% comfortable with the, uh, the the repairs that we did and I also expressed that you know you've been out of your car at least probably two to three days so you're used to that rental car and you may forget um, how your car felt on the test drive and you want to make sure that all the electrical if you have kids I stress that as well. I want to make sure that everything's working on that end. So the, those are the ways that I encourage customers to want to do the delivery process. So if you're doing the delivery process with strictly the advisor and the customer, what you're going to do again, you're going to start explain the method, uh, the the repairs that were done. You're then going to if you if we did the repairs to the left rear door and the quarter panel, I would start at the rear end of the vehicle. And what I tell, what I would tell customers is, even though we did not touch this area of the vehicle, I want to make sure you are comfortable and everything is working the way it should before you leave. So once I get to the back of the car with the customer, I tell them I'm going to go to the inside the cockpit, and I'm going to verbally tell them every single procedure I'm going to do. So immediately I hit the brake lights. I ask them, do you see three brake lights? Yes, and then they acknowledge it. I tell them I'm going to hit the the left blinker, then the right blinker, then the reverse lamps, and then confirming every single time that they see those lights are functioning. I put the car in park. I get outside the vehicle. I check the license lamps with them, make sure they're functioning. And then I open the trunk. Again, this is, are, are things that um, we, we didn't touch that area, of the car most likely, but you're creating that trust, you're going, th- the extra mile with that customer, you're also reassuring them that there's spare tires in the car. Their their floor jack is inside the vehicle. All their safety items. And one thing I, I stress is if you have a car that you saw the check engine, excuse me, the tire light was on the dash and you notice the spare tire had 10 pounds of air in it. Fill that you know, spare tire with air, get rid of the light. And then on your delivery, you can point the cus- to the customer that you had 10 pounds of air, but I filled it up to what it's required to be at. So if you ever run into a situation, you know you're, you're going to be good to go. You just sold yourself a, a CSI point by doing that. After that, I will take the customer to the back, either it could be the right side or the left side. I will open each back door and the front doors. I will show them that the car is clean. I am selling the CSI and that is very important because that's one of the questions that's normally asked, is the car clean? So, and the customers don't, they don't pick up on that, but you're planting that seed. So I get back in the vehicle, I close the door, I roll down the windows, and then I'm gonna check the side mirrors with them, making sure they're functioning. At that point, I will have the customer go to the front end of the vehicle, And then I will run through the same sequence of lights um, with, with the customer. I'll start with the regular lights. I'll check the high beams, the low beams, tap the horn, making sure the customer acknowledges all the lights are working. I will put the car in park, I'll get outside the vehicle, then I'll open the hood. One thing that Marco required us to do. And he actually did this on a lot of the deliveries when he would pass by seeing me doing performing one, he would get out his, his wrench and uh, check the battery terminal right in front of the customer. It's another safety item that customers, it just creates that uh, that extra sense of security that I can't believe that they're going above and beyond like this. I've had other you know, accidents in the past and I don't ever remember being treated this way. So you, if, if you have a, a wrench, you check it in front of them, you tell them that the washer fluid and all the fluids were topped off. I always recommend that you always check those if you see the, t- uh, the washer fluid level is low, fill it up. Get rid of the light on the dash. If the coolant, if you see the coolant's a little bit low, top it off. It's these little extra things that add up to increasing your CSI probability of uh, end customer retention. After that, I would ask the customer to go on a test drive with us. We did that with every single vehicle, did not matter if it was a bumper job or a $15,000 repair. And like I stated earlier, the reason why we did that is the average customer is outside of their vehicle for at least two to three days. And if they're driving a rental that's nicer than their car and quieter than their vehicle, or All they remember when going to your facility is that the fender liner hitting and they're hearing the noise as they're driving through the shop, their senses are a lot more aware at that point. So they're gonna hear things much more precisely now and probably going forward. So you go through that around the block with them. This is also another opportunity for your advisor Production manager, or even the general manager, to possibly save a CSI. You may ask me, you know, what do you mean by that? Well, we are, you know, having difficult times getting parts. A lot of shops are waiting, you know, weeks, you know, sometimes for simple parts that'll hold the vehicle. Um, or the customer had a bad experience upon, you know, do, uh, dropping off their vehicle or they, the advisor didn't contact them uh, in a, in a pro uh, at a correct time frame. So these, these are ways that um, you can save a CSI, because if, if the customer sees all the things that you've done and I've had it where I had a customer acknowledge to me, you know, I can't believe how thorough you guys are and what you've done. And I just want to let you know that, you know, the day I dropped off my car, I got fired the other day. And I was just in a bad mood from probably for two weeks. And it wasn't because of you, I just, couldn't control my emotion. But seeing what you guys have done has kept me, it has reassured me that my family, my child, we're gonna be safe in this vehicle. And that was ways that I was able to turn around a CSI that could have been negative, and now it's a positive one. So that's why the test drive is so important. Another reason why it's important, if the customer identifies something on the test drive, you you can take care of it. I forgot to mention the reason why the delivery process was originated, one of the reasons why it was originated was it allowed um, our shops to... Fix or um, fine tune items the customer may have found at the delivery. They may notice things that uh, you didn't because, you know, when you're looking at things extensively for a long period of time and then you have your teammate come over, they can see something within two seconds because they have a fresh set of eyes. So if you're able to take care of, let's say three things the customer notices, there's a high probability they won't return with uh, an issue. But if they you know, notice something at home, it's not gonna be such um, a big of a deal for them. And when they get that call, from the insurance company, they're going to. I'm pretty. I'm confident of it. They're going to give you positive remarks because even though items were possibly found on the delivery, or an item might might be found when they're at home, because customers do have more time to look at their repair when they do get home customers always do that they will still give you a positive csi score because of that delivery that wow effect that you did you know one example that i tell people it's like going into a, a really high end restaurant and a lot of times you'll have the manager walk up to you asking how your food how the food is versus going to a restaurant that's not as high of a quality or doesn't have the same customer expectation and they won't do it. Customers return 90% of the time, in my opinion, because of the customer service and how they were treated. Granted, the food is important, the repairs are important, but it's the way they are treated is what they will remember. you know, six years from now, they're not going to remember the accident and the repairs that were done, but they're going to remember that lasting impression, and that is what is going to have them return to your facility. We had we I had customers 15 years, 10 years, 20 years coming back because of this delivery process. So I strongly encourage. Your uh, your facility, your your ownership, to adopt your own delivery process or use the one I had described. You can always reach out to me. Um, you know the information will be given how to contact me, and I'd be more than happy to go in depth with you on how to uh, make this delivery process come to life for your, your company and to increase that customer retention and to increase that your CSI scores. And, you know, you're gonna just have happy customers. Uh,
0: Some listeners out there might be saying, you know, our delivery process is fine. Customers seem satisfied, Um, but you mentioned that wow effect. And what aspects of your delivery process do you think really give the customer that wow effect?
1: The entire process that I laid out to be honest, because you know, I've been to facilities, dozens of them. And they don't do, they ha- they go through the estimate with the customer what the repairs were. They they have them sign paperwork, possibly at that in front of the car. They ask if they have any questions. And then uh, they If the customer has any concerns, uh, you know they'll. uh, I told them, please don't hesitate to contact us. So, if your facility does have a delivery process in place and it's working for you, I definitely encourage you to keep doing it. But I also encourage you to use maybe some of the items that or processes that I had have talked about to maybe add to what you currently have in in processing at your facility.
0: What do you see as some of the biggest mistakes that shop owners make in developing their processes and just doing their deliveries in general?
1: I think the biggest mistake I see is the delivery process is not done on all uh, repairs. And Uh, usually what I've seen body shops that do have a delivery process in place, they'll do it with bigger repairs, but with smaller repairs, like a bumper job, you know, their mindset, what could go wrong with a bumper job? Well, there's a lot of things that go can go incorrectly with a bumper job. The speed, technician might have taken the spare tire off the vehicle and um, not properly installed the tire on the car and you don't do the test drive prior to delivery, then you have that issue. Or if the car is in polish and I'm pretty sure you guys, everyone can all agree on this. Sometimes there's tape on the tire And then the customer takes off and then hear the clicking noise. And because their senses are a lot more tuned at that point, they're going to worry. They come back to the shop. And at that point you look at it, you find the tape, you tell them it's just the tape, but, but again, now they're wondering, could it be something else? And that is, um, why I feel, um, a delivery process needs to be done on all repairs and making sure that it is whatever you have in place as a delivery process is done the same way every single time. And if you own multiple, multiple facilities, you want to make sure that it is uniform throughout your entire company. You don't want to have it where it's different at, one store versus the other, because customers might go from one shop to the other, and they will notice the difference. And so you just want to make sure your your op, your operation and your, your process is uniform.
0: So if a shop owner wants to either make additions to their process or start a process, if they don't have a formal one, where do they begin? What resources are out there for them? And how do they get started?
1: You, you can always uh, reach out to me. Um, I have my website, com, and that will be uh, listed uh, at the end. And uh, you can, you know, replay this podcast and kind of write your own template based on what I, I have showed you today. I would start there. Um, one last resource you could probably look at is go on YouTube and you know YouTube has everything and they might have someone showing a delivery process. But I think the biggest thing is if you don't have one, I would encourage it very highly because of the pointers, the points that I have uh, stated today. So once
0: you get that process in place, how often do you find you maybe need refreshers? Do you, you know go through trainings every year or so with employees, or how do you make sure that that's always being followed?
1: Uh, okay. The process needs to start from the top. So if the owners are not uh, continuously telling their managers, of their facilities to continuously do this delivery process and the, uh, the general manager is not doing uh, audits of, of the process being performed, eventually the process is going to disappear. You know, we, we can all agree that we've, all, we've implemented things, we've all implemented things in the, in the past and it survives, you know, a couple weeks to a month. But if there's no accountability and no um, reinforcement that this has to be done, it eventually will disappear. And it's gonna, you know, that's where uh, an idea, a great idea, can go away. So it starts with uh, the core values of your company. It starts with the uh, the owner. Uh, bleeding, uh, preaching down to his managers the importance of the delivery process, going through it with them, and then the managers uh, showing the advisors or production manager how that is performed. You show uh, you show advisors and the production manager, you know, because you don't know who will be doing the delivery, and then you just re- reinforcement reinforce it through every production meeting. If needed, or do it every every other week, but you continuously bring that up, and you will see if your CSI scores are going down. And you start looking at the reasons why customers had to return. You'll notice that possibly the delivery process wasn't is not being performed. So those are ways that you could. Um, Keep the process going, knowing if your process is not being enforced and ways that you can address it.
0: Is there anything else that we need to know about making a delivery process, conducting deliveries, or anything else we haven't touched on yet today?
1: I think the biggest thing is customer safety. and. We all, you know, every single podcast I've talked about, I've talked about quality. And this is another and the final stage of quality. And customers, you know, will, if you have a happy customer, they tell one person. An unhappy customer tells 10. So doing a process like this, going through the steps to show that we care about you, we're, you know that you're showing that customer uh, compassion, that you're creating that bond, that loyalty, you're creating the, the comfort and that you're differentiating yourself among other body shops that they may have gone to in the past. This is where um, it's most important. And again, it's about quality. And this is another quality aspect that I encourage uh, for any, any body shop going forward, or any kind of company that may be listening to have a process that differentiates yourself from other uh, companies like yourself.
0: I think that's a great reminder and a great note to end on here. Uh, once again, if you want more information, you can go to Chris's website, ChrisMemoni.com, and we'll have all that information in the post that this episode is attached to as well. Chris, thanks for sharing your insight as always.